Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely terrific day today. And be sure, if you need anything, to check out the website at healthmasters.com. The hyaluronic acid on sale for product of the week right now at 15% off. Be sure to check it out. And also the Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale for 20% off. Lots of specials going on there, as always. And I will be on the Hagman Report tonight. Got a bunch of stuff to cover, as always. And you guys will enjoy that show. And, you know, yesterday I made a comment. And I was talking about how, you know, uh, the bumbling buffoon in the White House, how he allegedly tested for COVID. I told you guys I didn't buy that one bit. And uh, essentially, he probably had to go back into the shop to get a retune. And I thought about it later on, and that's highly probable. And I also talked to Doug yesterday, and we were kind of having this discussion on the theory of what's going on with this. Now, of course, they could be, again, just bringing him and retuning him, but this could also be, and just be on the lookout for this, and again, this is a theory, this could also be a very viable time for them to kind of stage Biden out of the picture. Think about this for a second. Biden is becoming increasingly more volatile. I mean, he is way more of a liability than he is an asset now. Pretty much every single time he talks, they've got to come in and try to rebuttal what he says and do damage control and do basically bring the, the spin doctor CNN in and basically do all this kind of you know work on and propaganda to make everybody believe that they didn't just hear what they actually heard. I mean, we all we've all seen that. I make jokes about it all the time. We also know that the White House administration has done a contract with Pfizer now for a minimum of 100 million doses of this new bivalent COVID shot. Who, who knows what's going to be in this thing for, you know, the BA4, BA5 alleged variants. And that the contract goes up to 300 million doses, which is pretty wild considering the fact that I think we've had to trash, what, 90 million doses or something? 92 million doses have had to be basically disposed of. And there's been numerous articles about how the uptick of vaccination and boosters has massively decreased. You know, people getting the shots now are not wanting to get them. People are basically tired of getting RNA gene therapy shoved in their arm. The side effects are out of control. We're seeing this all across the board. And yet the administration is going in and ordered 100 millions of doses. Well, what better way to increase the uptake of these shots and try to scare at least the general population that are asleep into getting this new shot, this new bivalent injection that Pfizer came out with? By the way, the FDA gave them full carte blanche immunity on. They do not have to show any research. They do not have to do clinical trials. They do not have to do any safety testing. They have to show no efficacy of the shot whatsoever. Because it's still under the community approval, even though the shot is being redesigned, doesn't matter. It's falling under this umbrella of protection now. So we have no idea what's going to be in this shot. But what better way to try to spook the American population and say, oh, the sitting U.S. president now has severe COVID because of this variant. You know, we need to get the new booster out there. We need to get the new shot out there. Now, I don't know. That's just a thought that, I mean, I could see these guys playing this card real quick or, again, they're going to use this as a nice one to two weeks of off time to use Biden and, you know, his little nursing home that he has in the White House and, you know, retune him and get him ready to go out or whatever they have going on. But again, I find this very, very coincidental timing with everything that's happening right now. 
I don't think this was a uh, accident at all, so to speak, nor do I think he actually has COVID. Again, you got two factors of this. Either he <laughs> has the worst vaccines that have ever been produced in history. You got two shots and two boosters, and yet you still contract something. Imagine for a second if they came out with, say, the measles shot, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago. Right. And they come out with it and they say, well, you got to get the measles shot and you have to get your measles shot in order to make sure I'm protected. And everybody buys the lie and they get the measles shot. And they go, well, you got to get double measles shot. You got to get the first shot and you got to get the next shot. And they go, well, in order for that measles shot to stay good, you got to get another booster shot. And then a couple months after that shot, you got to get another measles shot. And then, by the way, we're going to have a fifth booster shot or fifth shot that's coming out now in order to protect you. Majority of people would go, this is insanity. This isn't even remotely around science whatsoever. This obviously isn't an immunization at all because it's not working. We're not getting this anymore. But again, yet the vast majority of people keep buying the lie because they tell them it's science. I saw an article earlier on Zero Hedge, and it was discussing the interview with Dr. Burks, B-I-R-X, you know, the scarf lady, and Trump's presidency when her and Fauci would come up there and say, listen – we figured the science out. This is what we have to do. And she admitted now in this interview that essentially they were doing nothing scientific at all. They were just bringing up arbitrary numbers to tell people to do 15 days to flatten the curve. She flat out said we were just shooting from the hip. We, we didn't know what we were doing. No idea what we were doing. And she goes, and originally I wanted to do 10 feet social distancing because it sounded like a good distance. They settled on six. No science, no research, no studies whatsoever. They were just arbitrarily coming up with random things. Now, I told you guys before, I don't believe six was an accident. I personally believe that had a lot of the occult symbolism behind it because it wasn't ironic to everybody but me that you go into a store and all of a sudden you walk through the door and it says stay six feet apart. Then on the floor it says stay six feet apart. Then on the register it says stay six feet apart. And I'm like, man, there sure are a lot of sixes in here. Interesting is what else? What else has multiple sixes in? Oh, that's right, <laughs> the mark of the beast, the evil number. And so I'm like, ah, this doesn't make any sense. And so again, this is what we saw happen. And so when you hear more rhetoric and more propaganda and more lies telling you how now they figured the science out and you need the fifth shot to stay protected, understand there is no science being done anymore. This is all completely and totally fabricated theater in order to see how far they can get the general population to continue to comply. So be ready in the next week or two. There's a high probability there's going to be something weird happening because I don't think this whole COVID spoof with, with basically with Biden was an accident, nor is it coincidence right now. I personally think everything is being done very specifically timed as it would be on the stage of a theater for a play which is pretty much what's what we are watching right now, Dad. What do you think? <laughs> Kabuki theater. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, <laughs> it's just a joke. I mean, we've got a bunch of puppets on strings. And are they going to take Biden out? Or are they going to say he's too strict to continue? I don't think so. I think they're going to tune him up. I think something's, you know, got, they've got to get him back in and get him figure out. they got to isolate, you know, which, which methylamphetamine that works better for his brain to try to get him to talk. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, we've become and have been for a long time, but we've really become the laughing stock of the world now because of him. And it's sad. I mean, I talk to my friends over in Europe and they just say, what's heck, the heck's wrong with your country? Why did you put this guy in office? We didn't. It was totally election fraud. And, uh, you know, and then of course, then you have Kamala Harris. I mean, you know, the laughing hyena, 
the uh, weirdo who basically uh, wants to be president. I mean, this is just unreal that we got and Pelosi in line after all that. I mean, this whole thing is just ridiculous that we're actually in a situation like this. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine this morning. He's basically said that, you know, he's never seen anything like this in this country. He's almost 70 years old and he cannot believe the deterioration of our country in the past, you know, 60, 70 years. And I agree with him. And again, I brought up to him the Frankfurt School and I brought up the problem with Zionism and I brought up the problem as far as, you know, what James Trafficking said as far as who controls both houses of Congress. And I talk about all this stuff on the show all the time and I don't know how to make it any more clear. We've got the synagogue of Satan running the country, period. Period. You know, the number one homosexual destination in the world is Israel, Tel Aviv. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, any, any kind of abortion goes over there. They don't care. I mean, it's just and all that stuff has influenced us in the way we see our political the theater here in the United States. In addition to that, the Zionists in the United States who believe that there's nothing that Israel can do that's wrong, you know, have pushed that narrative now forever and ever. You know, since the Schofield Reference Bible came out over a hundred years ago, and it's been basically pushed down through the university systems and through the seminaries now, and they believe all this stuff. And and you try to get any of these mainstream preachers to talk about any of this stuff, and they just kind of just freeze up on you. They kind of look like deer in a headlights, like, I'm not going there. I'm not talking about that. And it's amazing to me that, you know, we have this group of Rothschild bankers that basically have built Israel as a fiefdom for themselves in order to not have an extradition country. Who basically want to put us all under Noahide laws, who want to bring out a, build a third temple and bring out the Antichrist, and the Christians just go along with it. And they want to bring basically in the book of Revelation and bring in the tribulation and bring in a massive death of people all over the country, and it's, it's okay. It's not okay. Then you get these hardcore people like, you know, you know, you know, Heggy, uh, pushing this narrative, pushing this narrative, pushing this narrative. And, and then that one book he came out with, and he said, Jesus did not come to die on the cross. He did not come to be sacrificed for our sins. What? Blasphemy. And the guy's still on the air, and people still support him. And you think, what the heck? What does he What does he believe? I mean, And then he says that the Jewish people do not have to repent, that they've got a special dispensation, that they go to heaven without you know, worshiping Christ or something similar to that as far as those types of words, those types of that type of vernacular. And you go, it's not true. It says every tongue shall, every tongue shall confess and every knee shall bow that Jesus Christ is Lord. Is what it says in my Bible. I don't know what the heck he's even reading. But, you know, he comes up with all these crazy things all the time and he just continues to push, 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 push political Zionism, which is a political party. But it's not a more positive though. It was something more funny. A few years ago, I went over to the BMW dealership. Now, I've never owned a BMW. Now, I've rented a few of them. Well, I had rented a five series one time when I was in Europe. A great car. It had a diesel engine. Got over 50, close to 60 miles per gallon. Uh, you know, I was driving around the Autobahn at about 140 to 150 miles an hour. It topped out at 150. Well, let's go any faster than that. But it got phenomenal fuel mileage. It was amazing with that diesel technology they had. But a couple of years ago, they came out and they told the truth about a car. They came out with, they came out with what's called a I-8. And it was a pretty cool looking car. It, weighed, it was light. It only weighed about 3,000 pounds. It was a gullwing version of a BMW with a, with a hybrid motor in it. It got great, great, great fuel mileage, supposedly not. But, but it's a carbon-like fiber body, and uh, it's, it's supposed to be feather light. It stays sure-footed. It's a really cool-looking car. It's got gullwing doors, et cetera, et cetera. And then BMW made the horrible mistake. They told the truth about the car, okay? And you're like, okay, well, what do, you, what, do you, what do you mean they told the truth about the car? Well, yeah, they said it's not the fastest car out there, and it's about five seconds to 60. And uh, its performance is actually pretty slow. Sorry, honestly. And But the statistics showed that it makes zero to 60 in about five seconds. 
And, and, you know, and so if you drive it for a while, you can basically, you know, get a few miles out of the lithium ion battery. Now, here's when they told the truth, and here's when the car collapsed, and here's why you couldn't sell it. The lithium ion battery was advanced technology in the I-8. It has an official range of 37 kilometers, okay, if you're easy on the throttle. Though in practice, in cold weather and with enthusiastic driving, the actual range is 20 kilometers, which is about 12 miles. <laughs> it's 12 miles. It'll drive 12 miles. The car can be set to drive purely on the electric motor for 12 miles, but under normal circumstances, that motor supplements the gas engine right extra power and it partially recharges on the fly. And with all that into effect, it basically is, uh, creates 200 horsepower, 236 foot-pounds of torques, drives rear wheels. And the electric motor only makes 129 horsepower. I mean, the car was a piece of junk, to be honest with you. Pretty, though. Pretty car. It's an absolute piece of garbage. Couldn't sell it. And the crazy part about it is they told the truth. And the car completely and totally collapsed. I mean, didn't, couldn't sell it. I mean, sat on dealership showrooms for years. They couldn't get rid of it. I remember. And it was, like, it was $150,000. It wasn't like it was a $20,000 BMW. So now Chevrolet is revealing the new electric Blazer. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All electric. $45,000 for this extremely expensive electric car. Oh, but, oh, but that's right. They don't give any statistics as far as how fast it goes or where, how long it'll go or how long the batteries will last. Everybody learned with BMW, you can't come out and tell the truth on any of this stuff. And it's probably going to be like this. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to do a little parody for you. I'll, I'll be, I'll be Klaus Schwab for a minute. You know, you're going to love the Chevy, the Chevrolet Blazer. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. It's a great car. You will love it. Uh, it, it goes it goes eight miles on a single charge, and the charge is only nineteen ninety five. So you can go anywhere you want to go for eight miles, and then you have to charge the car. So you can take a cross country vacation with it. And you'll have a blast sitting at the gas station, charging up your car every thirty minutes. So you guys have fun with the Chevrolet Blazer. I mean, this is the stupidest crap. And we've talked about this so many times that the technology is not there. The technology is not there for these cars yet because they will not release the Tesla technology. They won't do that. And they're using these ridiculous lithium-ion batteries that are unbelievably toxic to mine the lithium and unbelievably dangerous if they catch on fire. And now General Motors is coming out. Remember, General Motors, and I read this the other day, is owned by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. That's how General Motors paid off all that debt. They got bought up when they borrowed billions and billions of dollars a few years ago. That's how Volkswagen Paid off all that debt, that $20 billion. They are owned by State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. So that's how Ford continues to finance itself. They're owned by State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. These guys have taken over everything. Now it says General Motors is investing $81 billion to build a ultra-exclusive Cadillac Celeste electric car. Again, no information is given out. $300,000 on this car. I mean, unbelievable. You know, here's the thing. Yeah, you got these cars like, you know, Rolls Royces. I've never owned a Rolls Royce. Don't have any interest in owning a Rolls Royce, much less could actually try to afford a Rolls Royce. You know, you get these fancy cars that are some of them are half a million, six hundred million dollars. Remember a few years ago, Austin and I went down to a high end car auction down in Miami just because we wanted to see what it was like. We had a friend of ours, a car dealer, and we drove down there and we were at this car auction. This Rolls Royce Phantom comes through. It was brand new, but the dealer couldn't sell it. It was six hundred thousand dollars. The highest amount of money that they could get on the auction was a little, I think it was around $300,000, half the price of the vehicle, because nobody wanted this fancy thing. Now, mind you, it was probably the prettiest sedan I've ever seen in my whole life with a stainless steel hood, burgundy exterior. Uh, oh, my gosh, that car was beautiful. 
and the seats. I've never sat in any that comfortable before, but they couldn't sell the car. Cadillac now wants to develop a $300,000 hybrid and wants to enter into that Rolls-Royce category. Are you joking me? That car will be worth a quarter of that price, you know, within a couple of years. You know, the same thing has happened with Mercedes. Mercedes has their AMG cars. These, these SL65s or whatever you want to get may cost $220,000. You can buy the thing a year and a half later for $100,000. And, and then you think, well, why in the world would people spend that much money on the car? I don't know. Sometimes people just like fancy stuff, I guess. But the reality is, is that these high-end cars drop off really hard unless they're extremely limited production vehicles. Then sometimes they'll hold their value. But that ain't Cadillac. And Cadillac's never been like that, and it's never going to hold its value. So for maybe the old 50s Cadillacs with the fins and the 60s Cadillacs with the fins, as collector items in museums, you know, they're worth a pretty penny now. But the reality, trying to buy these cars for this is kind of a joke. And then we have to ask ourselves a question. You know, what does the United States really build? You know, I mean, I mean, what, what are we, what are we, what are we really doing in the United States? What kind of economy do we really have? You know, we've outsourced so much of our parts and so much of our stuff now to China. And we do have manufacturing facilities in the country. They don't really manufacture a lot, but they're more of an assembly point, like General Motors. They don't, you know, when Henry Ford started Ford Motor Company, he realized that he had to maintain control of production to maintain control of raw materials. He used to have giant sand quarries outside. They would dump huge amounts of sand, and he would have the sand brought into the factory, and they would melt the sand out and make windshields. I kid you not. He had raw iron ore that they would bring in, and they would melt the iron ore and stamp out the fenders. He controlled every aspect. He had, he had rubber that would be dumped in huge amounts from the rubber tree outside of his factory, and he would make tires on the inside of the factory with the Model T. I mean, Henry Ford figured out that if you maintained all the patrol, control of all the production in your own facility, and all you had to do was order raw materials, you could massively reduce costs, and you could maintain quality control, and you could maintain, you could maintain production you know, units. And then when the international bankers came in, they saw what he was doing, and they decided he was going to go ahead and be taken over like all the rest of the people had through the Rockefeller-Rothschild industrial complex like they had done with Carnegie and Rock, you know, with Rockefeller and everybody else. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. So then they said, well, if you don't let us control Ford Motor Company, we're going to stop financing your dealers as far as their floor planning. And Henry Ford became incensed. He became incensed. He got so mad at the international bankers, he became a rabid anti-Semite after that because he says, no, they're not going to do this to me. They're not going to take over Ford Motor Company. And so he wrote a treatise on this about the international bankers, like a 500-page book he wrote, a booklet that he put out all the time, all the time. That's why I chuckled yesterday when Austin said that Henry Ford could not believe what's happened to his corporation because they've taken it over. A few weeks ago, I was up at um, – up in uh, up in St. Louis, I told you guys. I think I did a show from that. I don't remember. And I, I remember I, I went to this Anheuser Busch factory tour because it's really cool watching them how they made the beer and how they made the you know the, all the things they have and the Clydesdale horses and all the stuff that Sharon loves. And I thought to myself, wow, this is pretty cool. Well, Anheuser Busch basically August Busch, who was running the company, he had a hostile takeover about ten, twelve years ago, and he no longer owns any stock whatsoever in the corporation. Because he allowed himself and his family, or he didn't, his, his predecessors did, they allowed themselves to be diluted so much with their stock that they lost more than 50% of the stock, and they had a hostile takeover. And the entire factory was like – the tour was awful. They used to be free. Now they're charging you to go in. It used to have really, really good AC in all the buildings that you went into, and they had really good tour guides. Now they don't. They had a person who was the tour guide. I couldn't tell if they were transgender. I, I couldn't tell what they were. I couldn't tell if they were a male or female. I didn't know. I, it was weird. I guess they're politically correct and woke, I guess. I don't know. 
And so it was so strange that this happened to Anheuser-Busch. But we have to ask ourselves, what in the world do we produce? You know, the U.S. financial sector. They've looted all these other countries. There's a really good book you can read. It's Confessions of an Economic Hitman. And what they would do, they would find a country. They'd entice it with bribes to the leaders to take out loans that could not be repaid. And then they would basically come in, and then they would start, impose austerity on the population. And public and service and employment were cut to free resources for debt service, and public assets were sold to repay the loan. Living standards fell, and the U.S. corporations would take over the country's economy. They did it over and over and over again because the U.S. corporations were also owned by the international banking cartel, bloodline families, groups, you know, State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. And this is what they did. Country after country after country, particularly in South America and Africa, fell, 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 fell because of the corrupt leadership and all these bribes they took. As foreign governments basically have learned over the years, they experienced and witnessed economic carnage and they fear accountability. Uh, now they're, they're being less willing to being bribed and dead in their countries. America finance is now applying the technique to Americans. So in other words, they're doing the same thing to American citizens as they did to all of these other countries because they fine-tuned it now. Contrary to the narrative in the financial press, the Federal Reserve is not raising interest rates in order to fight inflation. It's ludicrous to think that a three-quarters of 1% rise in a very low interest rate is going to have any impact on a 9.1% rate of inflation. And that speculation the Federal Reserve is in mind, another three-quarters of 1% possibly followed by half percent. It's not going to stop inflation. It can't. They learned how to stop inflation back in the 70s when they raised the interest rates to 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 percent. The problem with that is now if they raise the interest rates that high, the government is going to go deeper and deeper and deeper into debt with the selling of bonds and treasuries with these high interest rates. And it's going to be impossible to pay the interest rates. They're almost impossible to pay now for the federal government. They have to borrow more and more and more. We've talked about how Keynesian economic works. We're, we're finding ourselves we're at the very end of a very long Ponzi scheme with the U.S. dollar. And, and you know, remember, you know, these higher prices are primarily the result of supply dis disruptions that were caused by Donald Trump's carpet bombing of the United States economy by basically closing everything down with COVID restrictions and, and Russian and sanctions. You know, production has stopped in many cases because of supply chain breakdowns. And the, the Federal Reserve's rise in interest rates is just a continuation of its policy of concentrating income and wealth in the hands of the 1%. Quantitative easing was a cloak for the Federal Reserve to print $8.2 trillion in new money, and it was actually a lot more than that. It was close to $20 trillion, in which it was directed or found its way into the prices of stocks and bonds, thus enriching the small number of the one percenters again who own State Street and Vanguard and own most of these financial instruments. Having maxed out the avenue of wealth concentration, the Federal Reserve is now raising interest rates in order to drive up mortgage costs to aspiring homeowners. The Federal Reserve is driving individuals out of the housing market in order to free up properties, listen, for private equity firms to purchase these homes for their rental values. Remember what Klaus Schwab said? By 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. That's why. That's how they're doing this. These private equity firms see rental income from the existing stock of houses as the best investment opportunity, and it tells us that the U.S. economy has played out. And this is an article I'm reading part of from Paul Craig Roberts, and we see that happening everywhere with the rental income that's going through the roof in entire subdivisions like we have across the street from our own house that basically are being owned by migrants that are coming in from South America and Central America and from all over the world who basically have no jobs and have no means of support, but they're qualifying for two, three, or four hundred thousand dollar homes. 
This is debt servitude, guys. This is the feudal system all upon us again. They want to make sure that you're feudal slaves, that you work for the government and work for the state. And the, the Democratic Party has been so, how should I say, has so pushed this open border immigration into the United States to get more and more and more people to come in here and vote Democratic to get more and more free stuff so we can take this country that was once the great United States, the great republic on the planet that had never been ever done before and destroy it over a period of time through the Frankfurt School of Cultural Marxism by bringing in all of these people who don't want to work, who can't work, who are dependent upon the state for the rest of us to work. And Russia tried this. The USSR tried this, and it completely failed. The USSR went bankrupt. And basically had to tear the wall down in East Germany, all that stuff that happened back in the 80s. And, you know, and it's just, you know, it was one of those things that after people learned they don't have to work, they just stopped working. We see that in the United States. We don't know what's happened to our workforce. Either they're hooked on opiates or they're dead, I guess. I, who knows? Can't get people to work anymore. And, and it's sad because the work ethic is completely and totally destroyed of the United States. And, and then on and on and on, this massive influx of immigration into the United States, unbridled. I mean, there's a reason. A country has borders. There's a reason for that. It's to maintain the ethnicity of the of the people that are in that country, to have people who come into the United States or come into any country in the world that has proper border control, so these people will be properly assimilated and they will learn the language and they'll learn the customs and learn, learn the things they need to know as new Americans or new Germans or new French people or new whatever. They need to know these things. The only the only two countries in the world now that I know of that still could have strict border controls and strict ability to control who comes into their countries are Switzerland and Israel, period. It's funny. They're both controlled by the international banking cabal. And I also find it interesting that Switzerland has also maintained its own food-based processing systems in which it grows enough food in Switzerland to feed the population of Switzerland without imports if it needed to. How about that? And it's the only country in the world that is heavily armed and people have machine guns in their homes and everybody's got to go through the military and everybody has to know how to handle a gun and run a gun. Oh, that's kind of like Israel too, isn't it? Even the women serve in the military in Israel and so do the men and they have strict border policies, especially against Palestinians and Muslims coming into Israel and basically they're maintaining the the homogeneity, the, the 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 group of people that were there in order to maintain their cultural development and their cultural lifestyle that they have. So I find it fascinating that we in the United States, we have become more of a geographical nation than a nation that, based upon the different pursuits of each end of, of, the, of, of, the, of, the, of the aggregate. In other words, we have a group of people here now that they only care about their own special interests and not about the entire interest of the United States as a whole. Look at the military. You know, many people are now saying that the United States Navy and the United States Air Force is under control of NATO. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Who knows? But I know that NATO is a Rothschild organization. I know that. And I know that the United Nations is a Rothschild organization, and they control NATO. And I know that all of these groups are all put together through the international cabal to bring us into the new world, one world order. But as Christians merely whistle on the way to the firing squad, standing in front of open ditches, saying it won't happen to me, it won't happen to me. We're watching it happen to all of us. And metaphorically, you know, we're not in front of the ditches yet with the firing squad, but you can't say that's never happened before because it has. It's happened in Russia. It's happened in Germany. It's happened in Poland. It's happened all over the world that people were the dissidents or who didn't want to go along with the, quote, way it was supposed to have been handled. They're marched out back and shot very, very quickly. And the crazy part about it is you got to ask yourself a question. I've done this before. You watch all these videos of World War II, these folks walking out to the ditches and being machine gunned, and you wonder, 
Why in the world didn't they fight back? Well, personally, I believe a lot of these people were being drugged by the water they were being given. That's what I believe. I believe that a lot of people learned back in the 30s and 40s what fluoride would do as far as it make you servile and fertile. And I believe a lot of the water supplies they were given these prisoners of war were unbelievably tainted with drugs and with fluoride, which made the people compliant. So they walked out to their own death and to their own demise. They knew it was coming, but they really, from a brain standpoint, didn't really care. And see, this is what we've seen now with MK Ultra, which was a continuation of the concentration camp experiments in the United States. You need it with the use of LSD, with the use of drugs, with the use of hard rock, acidic music, acid music that basically was satanic. We've seen all of this stuff if they've continued this long-term experiment in the United States to bring us into this new world order where we will own nothing and be happy. Again, this is the continuation of the redevelopment of the feudal system, taking us all the way back to ancient Rome, in which we'll have open gladiatorial combat and we'll have open you know, human sacrifice in the streets. And you stop and you look at it and you go, wow, this can't be happening to us right now in the United States. And, and it's particularly difficult for me and people my age. I'll be 67 here in a few months. And, you know, and I was born in the 50s. And, and when I watch what's happened to go from, you know, the talking Mr. Ed or I Dream of Genie or Father's Knows Best or The Adventures of Superman and, and or, the, or Gilligan's Island, the silly as that show used to be, but it was innocent. It was all innocent. And you, and you look at it and you go, wow, where have we gone from those years, from the 50s, from, from, from Mayberry RFD with Andy Griffith and Barney? I mean, how in the world have we got ourselves into this mess? Well, it was primarily done through Hollywood. Because remember, Summer Redstone, when he came over from Europe, he basically started the carnival stuff. And he basically ran those little cards that you have, these little peep shows that you see these women on these little cards. You turn the dial. I remember seeing this stuff in Daytona Beach when I was a kid. This is back in the 70s. I mean, this is not so long ago. And that was the prelude to the, to the, to the pornography and the stuff that's so prevalent now on the, on the Internet. Look at the Kabbalists. 99% of porn is owned by these guys. And once you understand that and you realize the moral degradation that occurred didn't happen overnight. It took a period of almost 90 – over about 90 years now since the Frankfurt School came into the United States. And once we understand that, we realize the, the – how, how insidious it was. And now this wasn't a 10-year plan. This was a century-long plan. This has been going on to rebuild the Third Temple now since the 1820s. And we've done exact, we've done extreme shows on this, laying it all out. I've talked to you all about the Kabbalists, and I've gone all the way back into ancient Israel. I did that a couple of weeks ago and talked about the worship of Canaanite gods. And I gave you scripture, 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 scripture to back up where the Kabbalah came from. And that's what's happening right now in the United States. And the problem is, as Christians will not wake up, and they probably never will be honest with you guys as far as what they've been taught now for the last hundred years, there will be a group of us that will. There will be those. There will be a remnant. But isn't it interesting? The Bible says that only a remnant shall be saved, and only then is it passing through the fire. That's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty scary, whatever that's supposed to mean. You know, that means we're all going to be going through a mess before we get out of here. Maybe, I guess, I don't know. Probably is what the Word says. You know, a remnant will be saved. Guys, Stay tuned up to what the Word of God says. God is omnipresent. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means the future. He doesn't change like shifting shadows or, or winds. He doesn't do that. He basically says, I am the Alpha, I am the Omega, I am the beginning, I am the end. What he says to the Old Testament about how much he hates human sacrifice and feeding your children to Baal and Moloch and Asherah and sacrificing them, he means exactly the same thing today with abortion. Nothing's changed here, okay? Nothing's changed. 
And we need to understand that. Now, we're not under the Old Testament laws anymore because Jesus came for us. God's relationship to man and man's relationship with the man were forever changed. The sanitary laws and dietary laws are not. But, you know, we have a new covenant in the blood of Jesus that gives us hope. And that's what we have to stand on every days of our life. Because if we don't stand on the hope through Christ and we don't realize who he is, that he is who he says he is, that he changed the Roman calendar, everything happened, everything changed 2,000 years ago, we're not going to get this. And that's why it's so important to tell your friends about Jesus and tell them about this show. Tell them about what we're talking about. And whether they like it, the show or not, doesn't make any difference. That's not your problem if that happens, if they don't like it. But at least you're doing something. Or if you don't want to promote this podcast, promote one that you do like that talks about Christ. But guys, <laughs> this time's getting short. You know, these guys who are running every major corporation in the United States now, uh, they've got their fighting boots on. They're ready to go to war with us, you know, full scale, full tilt. And we better be prepped up for this and be ready for this because these guys aren't playing anymore for games. They're playing for blood. And we better re realize that very, very, very quickly they want to take the United States down as far as what we knew it used to be, which they've pretty much already done that. But they want everybody to submit and lick the boot. Well, <laughs> all of us past the age of 50 or 60, we ain't really bootlickers. You know, our testosterone levels are still pretty good because we've avoided a whole lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, and we're not going to play that game. And if, if I go out of here, I'm going out with my boots on, period. That's it. I'm not, I'm not doing this. And I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to play the game of the new world order and how compliant can we be. I'm going to fight this thing every single inch of the way for as long as I possibly can. And I love you guys because you're supporting health masters. When you do that, it allows us to continue our fight. And that's why the show's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because we're not playing the game. Not to mention that we've done almost 2,000 podcasts. That's a long time, guys. And, uh, we're doing the best we possibly can to get the truth out. Five days a week live. I appreciate you. Also, what do you think? What's your next story, bud? Yes, absolutely. And and also, too, when you guys forward the show and support Health Masters, it allows us to not only just operate the show, but operate it commercial free. And I know everybody appreciates that because I hate commercials. That's why I don't even have television at my house. I don't have cable at all because commercials are just annoying. And I get it, what they're used for in advertisement and raising funds. But that was one thing Dad and I were adamant about when we started this podcast. Is I wanted to make sure we gave you guys a straight hour of news and updates ongoing every day without having to deluge you with commercials every five to ten minutes and basically have ads. I don't like that. So, again – your support of Health Masters allows us to be able to fund this show and keep it operational all week long. So thank you for that. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting that I was reading. The World Economic Forum, you know, the, the, the forum that basically <laughs> says you will own nothing and you will love it by 2030. Yeah, that forum. They have now, is they're slowly trying to normalize geoengineering. Is you know, I think a year and a half ago, Bill Gates, along with the World Economic Forum, came out. And essentially said that, you know, the spraying of particle dust in the air would block the sun. And it kind of got swept under the rug. Nobody really talked about it. And, again, they keep trying to say little things to justify the fact that they're literally on an everyday basis using planes to spray aluminum and barium aerosol particles in the sky. Anybody that's researched and looked into it and actually talked to individuals – can see it happening right in front of your eyes. I mean, you can watch them literally take a day that, you know, like Dad said yesterday on the show, these azure blue sky, I mean, just pure blue down here in Florida, and you'll literally watch planes fly back and forth at like 40,000 feet, and they will literally crisscross the entire sky. 
And they're not going anywhere, guys. You can sit there and watch them for an hour, and you'll see where they're going. They literally fly across. You see them fly back, and they just spray. All day long, they spray planes up, down, up, down, refuel, up, down, up, down. They try to normalize that now and make us think that it's being done, you know, for – well, it's, it's science, guys. It's for your protection. We're doing it to block the sun because, you know, that's, that's what's causing all the problems. The sun is the, the main culprit here. This is what's happening. Again, more lies. Well, now they're saying that they want to actually start releasing space bubbles to block out the sun and reduce climate change. They brought a study in from the Massachusetts uh, Institute of Technology, MIT, and explained that the geoengineering project seeks to reflect a portion of solar radiation back into space. The group said the device, which covers an area the size of Brazil, it would pose no risk of disrupting the planet's ecosystem because, well, they deployed out in space. So we're going to put up basically a big giant balloon up in space to block out the sun because, you know, I mean, that'll totally work. That's just, I mean, obviously it's science. And it wouldn't possibly cause any issues whatsoever when they do that as well. And, uh, you know, because we need to do it for your protection to reduce the amount of sun coming on Earth. I don't know if these guys have ever studied anything, <laughs> but uh, the sun is essential to life with everything. And not only that, the sun isn't causing the problems with the the globe we're not having some significant climate change the earth is constantly moving it's adapting that earth is a living entity it's a globe it's constantly shifting I mean, if you don't believe that look up tectonic plates i mean the whole earth is constantly moving on a regular basis this concept of what they keep lying to everybody about the very issues we have now have been done in my opinion through direct weather warfare they brought this back up all the way from the 60s, and you can look it up from the articles that the Air Force talked about in the 90s where they were discussing the aspects of weather warfare, where they can actually use certain platforms to control the weather and use it as a warfare tactic. This isn't new. This isn't, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. This has been going on for decades, and this is what they do in certain areas, in my opinion. They come in and say, okay, well, we need to make sure we have a catastrophe over here and we do this over here, and they can bolster up hurricanes and kind of make them larger or phase them out and control them. It's not difficult when you look at the science. So what they've used is these certain elements and certain things that have happened to control it to then come in, again, problem, action, solution. We need to come in now. We need to reduce all the cows in, you know, the Netherlands. We need to cut the population of cows out by 30% because, you know, those cow farts, they're making the earth so so dastardly is hot. It's a disaster waiting to happen. Got to cut the cows out. Oh, and by the way, we need you to stop growing food, too. Because, you know, that, that food, that stuff you eat, you don't, you don't need all that food. You need to eat insects and lab meat. And, uh, by the way, once we take over all of your property in the Netherlands, we're going to put high-density urban housing in it so we can store all the, the migrants from Syria carpet bombing the Middle East, we're going to transfer them all over here because, you know, obviously it makes sense to move Syrians to the Netherlands because, you know, they're, they're right next to each other, the exact same climate. Not – this is what they're constantly doing, and it's to remove the entire fabric, like Dad said, the national unity. People have to have national pride where you're from, and I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you're down from Mexico. I don't care if you're from the United States. You're from Asia. You're from Russia. Everybody has a sense of unity or pride from where they're from. So, hey, I'm from Germany. I'm from Germany, too. And you have that sense of pride where you came from. In the United States, if you're an American, you live here, you'd be proud to be an American. What they want to do is remove all that. This is why they've been massively bringing in individuals from all over the world through the southern border. It's not just Mexico, guys. 
These, they, they are transferring people from the entire globe through the Mexican border. There was another article I was reading earlier discussing how local sheriff is now saying that the migration on the southern border is completely out of control. And essentially the Biden administration is literally closing their eyes and putting their fingers in the ears and going, no, 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 nothing's happening. We don't know what's going on and ignoring them. He went on to say that basically the situation down there has gone from worse to absolutely horrific. Literally, he said in one city, I was reading an article here, they said in the one border town in Maverick County, they are apprehending at minimum 2,000 people a day. 2,000 people a day being apprehended. And they had a reporter, a correspondent, did a ride-along with local police. They observed the unmarked buses chartering by the federal government border control constantly seen on the road transporting illegals from the banks of the Rio Grande to processing centers down there by Eagle Pass, this new another temporary facility they put together. Literally, buses, 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 buses all day. You think about it. You know, buses hold, you know, 40, 50 people on them, roughly, depending on how much you, you know, you pack everybody in there. And you, you think about that. I mean, you're talking 30, 40, 50 buses a day. Just, I mean, just all you do is transport all day long. Well, again, it's designed to undermine the United States because you bring people in from other countries that have no national unity or pride because they don't even know where they're at half the time. They're just getting shipped around the world. And then you bring them here and you say, hey, by the way, here's a visa. Here's $2,000 a month. Here's an apartment. Here's an Obama phone. And uh, here's a ballot. And you need to vote for us because we gave you all this stuff. And they go, okay, well, if you keep giving me all this stuff, I'll keep voting for you. It's exactly what they're doing. And it's sad to watch this happen. That's why it is really, really important. I've told everybody this, that we really, really try to maintain election integrity in this midterm because they're going to do everything they can to try to steal this. I can tell you that right now. That's why they keep coming up with these insane bills on a regular basis that they just lie and cheat and steal their way through stuff. I told you guys yesterday when Congress put together this assault weapons bill that they passed and – one of the representatives asked Nadler, said, this bill is going to basically ban common-use weapons, common-use rifles that are currently in circulation. And Nadler goes, yes, it's exactly what the bills do. It's exactly what it's there for. It's to ban all of these guns that are in current circulation. Okay, I just want to clarify this. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We basically want to ban everything. Well, because they know that you would shoot them for what they're about to do to you next because it's so illegal. So we talked to you guys yesterday up there in Delaware. The ATF showing up at somebody's house to ask you if you still have the guns that you legally bought? Get out of here. You go kick rocks. I do have nothing to say without my attorney present. I am sorry. Have a good day. Period. This massive invasion of our rights is being done on a regular basis, and that's why they keep throwing these bills out there and trying to ramrod them through on a regular basis in order to push stuff that we don't even know is in it. You know, um, Mayra Flores, she's a congresswoman out of Texas, new congresswoman out of Texas, really cool lady. I've listened to a lot of stuff, really good patriot from what I've seen. She's a Latino lady, and uh, she's just on point. She put up a, a tweet today, and she said, I've been in office for a month now, and nothing is what it seems or appears. Many bills are titled completely differently but have nothing to do with what it entails. Very common practice from what I'm finding by the far left to deceive voters. A lot of theatrics and emotion over substance and policy. Single-issue bills are an absolute must. She's spot on the head. I have called this out for years when they bring these bills. And this is why I always tell you guys, when you vote, read those amendments that they add on there. I can't tell you how many times 
I have pulled stuff up before the voting booths, and I've looked at certain amendments, and it'll be titled like, Stop the Inhumane Treatment, Beating, and Shocking of Animals. And you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds absolutely horrible. Why in the world, I mean, this, why, why are you beating animals? And it goes in there, and it's like, we have to ban dog racing, and dogs need a bill of rights, and all animals need to have the same rights as human beings, and PETA sponsors it, and you're like, this isn't even what the title was. What are they talking about? It's very common practice. I remember the one. I, I still I still get a chuckle out of this. It's not funny because I think illicit illegal taxes are completely unjust and unconstitutional. That I still remember last voting cycle when Pasco County out in Tampa, they had an amendment on there to increase their sales tax in their county because they allegedly were going to help build some more roadways, which is a complete and total lie. And people actually voted to increase their taxes. They voted for it. They actually voted, yes, we will take the 1.5% increase on our sales tax. Now, out there in Tampa, sales tax has gone up significantly over what the normal state of Florida is. And I saw it. I was like, you guys really voted to pay more money to the inept government that already can't manage their own budget because, well, well, it's science. In reality, what happened was a lot of people just didn't know what they were voting for. They simply go, oh, oh, and the thing was, and getting back to what I was saying, the title of it was like, oh, we want to do a very small transitional tax that will be transitory to help massively increase roadway infrastructure and allow traffic to flow better and allow people to be able to travel freely on the road. That was like pretty much a synopsis of the title. And then you read about it, and it pretty much was just an open wallet sales tax increase in the county so they could add it to the general budget, and they could use it for roadways if they decided to do so. If not, it just went to some other stupid assembly, and they could go in and urinate the money on something else they wanted to. That's all it was. So be very, very cautious because she's exactly right. This congressional woman out of Texas. Nothing is what it seems. Everything is constant lies in theater. That's why I encourage people so often. Please, please, please do your research when you hear stuff. Not everything is going to be manipulated. Not everything, but a lot of stuff is, especially if you hear it massively promoted and repeated. I have found that out over the years in my position, what I do with research and talking to people and contacts. If you hear something in the mainstream media and it's massively repetitively talked about over and over and over and over and over again, you can pretty much be guaranteed 100% of the time it's full-blown propaganda in order to change the way you think and you perceive the topic. Every single time, in my opinion. It's a very, very easy but very effective psychological tactic to use against individuals, essentially combatants. You know, This is what they did in Germany. The end of the war, Germany's losing. I mean, they you had Hitler trying to push the Hitler youth out. I mean, he's got 10 and 12-year-old kids in trenches. I mean, horrific what he did at the end of that war. And they would have loudspeakers. Germany is winning the fight. Keep the fight up. Stay strong. Do not let down. Continue to push forward. Germany will win this. We are going to win this war. Well, in the meantime, the entire line is decimated. Supplies are shot. Germany's pretty much kaput. Yeah, they're still put on loudspeakers, telling everybody over and over and over and over again to the point they literally brainwashed children into fighting when there was no fighting really left to be done. And again, this is the same tactics that they gathered from Germany, and they brought them in to the United States through Operation Paperclip. And they came in and said, okay, what did they do in Germany, and how was it so effective? Okay, we did this, 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 and this. All right, this, this worked really good. You had Joseph Goebbels. Godfather propaganda. 
They brought all this stuff in, and then they added it here. This is why nobody's bothered to figure this out. We talk about it on the show all the time, and people still don't believe me, especially a lot of people in the dental community, how bad fluoride is. Dental fluorosis, where you get too much fluoride, actually starts making your teeth crumble and fall apart. The fluoride was added to the water supply after World War II. Once the research came out about what it does to individuals and how it makes them so servile, it basically just dumbs them down when you put in high concentrations in the water. It's funny because before then, we didn't add it to the water. After that, oh, mass fluoridation of the water supply because, you know, it's science. It will protect your teeth. Well, if it protects your teeth, why is it if you get too much of it, your teeth fall out? Oh, because you, well, you don't believe the science, Austin. Like, there is no science backing fluoride at all. Do your own research on it. There's a lot of manipulated studies they've tried to come out with and try to convince people what it does. Real research, when you dig into it, it's a neurotoxin. It's unbelievably horrific on the body. It's a byproduct of aluminum production and manufacturing. It is not okay to put in your body. That's why I always recommend people use the clean mouthwash, like the mouthwash we have or the toothpaste. It's becoming more and more difficult to get clean mouthwash and toothpaste because almost everything you find on the market is loaded with fluoride, almost everything. That's why I really encourage people. That is a main thing you really have to look at. The same thing when you go to the dental office. Always decline any fluoride treatment. And I remember when I was younger, I'd go to the dentist, and I remember dad or mom would be in there with me when I was a kid, and they'd be like, oh, we need to do fluoride treatment where they put you know, the paste in your mouth, and you got to sit there and do that. And they're like, hey, we need to do this. And mom and dad would be like, absolutely not. No fluoride treatment. And they're like, oh, well, no, he, he needs it. So no, absolutely not. And ironically enough, I never had a cavity growing up. I had my first cavity at 33 years of age last year that was absolutely tiny on one of my back, back, back molars. They basically drilled it. And, I mean, it was, it was next to nothing. Done. None growing up. Then you see these kids and, oh, yeah, my son's getting another fluoride treatment. We got his fluoride toothpaste and his fluoride mouthwash and his fluoride water. And, you know, he's, he's going in for his 18th cavity. Got to get another filling done. And you're like, dude, he's 12 years old. Look in their mouth, especially when they use the mercury ones, all silver in their mouth. You're like, dude, really? That's that, that, Is that working for you? How's that working out for you? And another thing, too, to make sure you maintain dental health, stay off the sodas. Keep your children off the sodas. My children have never, I can say this right now, they've never had a Coca-Cola. Ever. Never had it. Now, they've had organic root beer that's clean, that uses real cane sugar. They've had that before. Not going to deprive them of having a carbonated sweet drink, you know, on a rare occasion for like a birthday party or something. But Coca-Cola, Mountain Dew, that stuff isn't in my house. If you guys hang out with me, you'll know you will never, ever see me drink a soda in my life, period. Not anything that's like manufactured like that. Occasionally, like I said, I've had like organic Virgil's root beer. There's a reason why. There's no benefit to it, only negatives. From the phosphoric acid, what it does to your gut, what it does to your teeth, and what the high fructose corn syrup does to your liver. It's horrific what it does to the body. And that's why we're seeing so many cases now of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease in individuals that aren't even old. We're seeing this come down like individuals are in their 20s now. It's happening all the time. Why? It's the high fructose corn syrup. It's in everything. So we've got to start reading ingredients. This is why I'm so picky about the organic food buckets that we have because there's a lot of stuff on the market. And I had somebody come in the other day. They ordered four of them, and uh, they came in and got them. And they were looking at the ingredients like, dude, this is really clean. I said, you won't find stored food 25 years, shelf life, any cleaner than this. I said, I've looked, period. It's all certified USDA organic. And he told me he had bought some a while back. 
from another company, not organic ones, just regular, like, you know, $100 a bucket for 28 days, you know, 300 calories a day nonsense. And he said, I didn't know anything when I bought them. And he goes, I looked at them, and he's like, dude, they got, like, margarine, high fructose corn syrup, MSG. I mean, he's like, top to bottom, the ingredients, it's so toxic. He's like, I end up donating them and giving them away. He's like, so I'm replacing them with these organic ones. And I said, yeah. I said, if you had nothing else to eat and you're starving and that's all you had around, I mean, okay, you got to eat. But I said, at the end of the day, I said, it's probably going to make me feel worse than fasting. And I said, if I'm in a situation where I'm actually having to eat this, you're going to be in a situation where you need to be a top mental acuity and energy because obviously something's not going well if you're eating stored food. Just put it that way. There's obviously something going sideways. So if that time comes, I don't want to be sitting there trying to shove a bunch of high fructose corn syrup down and be like, oh, man, I feel horrible after I ate that. And again, I get it. If you're on a budget, adjust it what you got to do. And if you can't afford the organic food buckets, then buy organic beans and rice. And do the Mylar bag sealing. You can watch videos online how to do that. It's very, very cheap and effective for the most part. Now, just make sure you have some backup salt, like the Redmond salt we have. Because I'll tell you right now, you try to eat beans and rice plain with no salt and you don't have any seasoning or anything on them, you're not going to want to eat that very long. You're gonna, the morale is going to go down south really fast eating that. That's why the Redmond salt is so good to keep your mineral balance up because the Redmond salt we have doesn't be – it's not processed. They take it from 5,000 feet out of the ground in Utah. It's mined out of the ground. It's never been exposed to outside pollutants because this stuff is as old as time. So again, my friends, there's a lot of things to research and dig into. But if you, my thing that I've always said is if you're going to do it, do it right. If you're going to do it, do it right the first time. If you're wanting to get into it and you're wanting to stay prepped and you're wanting to stay strong and you're a strong patriot, do it right the first time. If you're going to buy a gun, Buy a good, reliable gun. You're better off to have one single, strong, extremely reliable firearm than you are to have you know, four or five Bobo like high-point pistols or something that are going to jam and blow up on you. Just, just sell them. Get rid of them. You don't need them. Same thing when it goes with food. Same thing goes with supplements. This is why I constantly encourage people, if you're interested in our supplements, we're here to help you out the best we can. Give us a call. We always try to take care of our customers. Do your own research. I'll put my product up next to anybody on the market. Guarantee it, hands down. That's why I encourage people, if you're going to take supplements, take good ones. The garbage they have at Walmart, it's all calcium carbonate chalked up into a tablet, a little bit of cyanide cobalamin and B12 sprinkled on top, dusted, and they put it in a B12 bottle and say, hey, by the way, it's only $10 a bottle. You could buy one, get five free. You ever wonder why it's that cheap? You ever wonder why you don't feel anything if you take them? It's because it doesn't do anything. There's nothing in it. I encourage you, my friends, do your own research, ask questions. It's so, so very important now. As you're seeing the lies and manipulation get bigger and bigger and bigger in the media, it's going to get worse. I can tell you that right now. It's going to get worse with the lies and manipulation. This is why they're working so hard to try to make sure that people don't have the ability to speak freely. Why they come in and tell people, hey, listen, you can't, you can't talk about this. This is fake news. Well, it's not fake news. This is research. I'm looking at it right now. No, 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 no. Fake news. Can't talk about it. That's why social social media has done what they've done now. So, again, thank you, my friends, for the support. Thank you for supporting healthmasters.com. I really appreciate it. Dad, go ahead and close up the show today. I got somebody coming in here, a good customer list. I'm going to talk to them real quick. You know, this is one of the reasons also is covered right now about the fluoride. That's why I tell you buy your toothpaste from us, in case you wonder why I say that all the time, because our toothpaste doesn't contain fluoride. 
really, really, really important. You understand. That's the reason I always say that because the fluoride makes you servile and infertile, plus it lowers your IQ scores. Now, the good news is the COVID has sparked the largest sustained decline in global childhood vaccinations in 30 years, according to the World Health Organization. This is really good news. People are finally beginning to realize that these guys are lying to you about the COVID vaccines are lying to you about the other vaccines, too. So people who have been vaccinating and now saying we're never going to vaccinate anybody again because of what we've seen happen from the side effects of these vaccines. And a few more news stories. Rand Paul said the Senate just rejected my attempt to reaffirm the Constitution. That's an important article. You need to read it. He tried to get them to bring up to vote that only Congress could declare law. And they won't do that because they're letting the people who run the country declare law, declare law, and that's not country. And speaking of those who run the country, there are three separate cases in federal court right now accusing J.P. Morgan Chase of a cultural fraud. I want you to read that one, too. We have that one posted to the Health Masters website. And then also I put a really good article up on fifth-generation directed energy radiation emissions from the context of contaminated nanometal, nanometal COVID-19 vaccines with graphene oxide antennas. You need to read this article. I'm probably going to cover this one in detail next week, but I really wanted to cover that one because it's important. Plus, Congress is pushing ahead with this digital ID effort. These are all articles that I have posted on the healthmasters.com again. And Italy's government is on verge of a collapse after the coalition members abandoned Draghi and the euro is continuing to slide downward. Guys, it's really important to understand that the unspoken objective of the World Economic Forum Global Reset is to eliminate the poor. They want to get rid of billions and billions of people on the planet. It's sad that they want to do this, but this is what they want to do. Instead of teaching them proper birth control, they just want to kill everybody. Guys, listen to Hagman tonight, and Austin's going to be on discussing, discussing a whole bunch of different topics. I love you guys, and I appreciate you. I had the opportunity to pray for you today, and I want to thank you again for your support of Health Masters. If you're going to support us, and the only thing you're going to do is buy your toothpaste, Thank you. That's all I can say. Now you know why I push that so hard. you got to get off the fluoride and all these chemicals. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. God bless.